kind of hard to believe we're already at the second Sunday of Advents, and Christmas Day is a mere 20 days away already. I mean, we're already within three weeks of the great solemnity of everything, and I mean, it's just, it's, of course, the most wonderful time of the year, but gotta be honest, it seems like some people get pretty stressed out, like wanting everything to be absolutely perfect and all these things they got to put together and the gifts and the decorations and the parties and just all the expectations, it can just be so overwhelming. And I would just say too, you know, we priests are not immune from that either. I've definitely been known to say here recently that the longer I'm a priest, the more I appreciate ordinary time. Like I'm so excited. It's like, hey, coming up on the 27th Sunday of Ordinary Time. This is fantastic. Why? Because it's just like, well, we get to just kind of meditate on Scripture and do what we do and keep going with daily life. But this time of year, it's like you kind of feel like you get hit with this just avalanche of things you got to do and get done. And you can see in our art form, <laughs> the one that we all kind of go to this time of year, Christmas movies, that, you know, it, it, it's, it's reflected in all of them, right? That I would say any Christmas movies we watch all involve some big moment of meltdown, right? I mean, you look at Christmas Vacation, there's a squirrel, the police are called, you know, I mean, the tree goes up in flames, the sewer explodes, and then they sing the Star Spangled Banner. It's just lovely. You know, or, or you've got Christmas Story, where the bumpus hounds come in and ruin everything, Ralphie's eyes almost shot out, and they're introduced to Chinese turkey. Or, my favorite, you know, the one where there's a nice Christmas party laid out, everybody should be having fun, in come the international bank robbers, and the Nakatomi Towers are nearly destroyed in Die Hard. You know, all of these things, it's like, okay, you can plan everything out as perfectly as you want, but we're not in control, Right? And it's not just in the wonderful art form of movies. I mean, you look at the scriptures for today, all of them that the church gives to us. Now, they're beautiful, and they're wonderful words. I mean, listen to the opening line we heard from the prophet Baruch. Jerusalem, take off your robe of mourning and misery. Put on the splendor of glory from God forever. But just so you know, the book of Baruch, this is Baruch himself was one of the secretaries of the prophet Jeremiah, And for a long time, the book of Baruch was lumped right in with Jeremiah and Lamentations. This is the time of exile. I mean, things have been destroyed, and it's rubble, and it's terrible. And yet, he's kind of pointing towards this, this joy, this, you know, putting aside mourning and misery, but it's rubble all around him. You look at our second reading today from St. Paul's uh, letter to the Philippians. Philippians is great. It's four chapters. Recommend pick it up and read it. It's a beautiful letter. You know, looking at the, once again, the opening line. I pray always with joy in my every prayer for all of you. But you know where he's writing this from? From prison. St. Paul is literally writing this with chains on his hands. So it's not as though, oh, we've got everything perfect. Now we can celebrate and have joy. He's writing it from the midst of a jail cell. And finally, you look at the Gospel of Luke as we're continually told to prepare. But before we even get into the preparation, we get this litany of the characters who are the great political and religious leaders of the time. Any of these names sound familiar? Pontius Pilate, Herod, and then of course the high priests Annas and Caiaphas. All of these are names that are either going to come back at the time of Jesus' passion or as we get into to John the Baptist here, Herod, the Tetrarch of Galilee, 
he's going to have John the Baptist murdered in just a couple of chapters. So in all of this, it's not as though, okay, everything is calm and bright. Now we can celebrate, right? And I think we can all feel that every year as Christmas approaches, right? We know that there's things that have got to be done and all this, but I would say one of the great gifts of the church in this season of Advent is this call to kind of set aside all of these circumstances, all of these situations in which are just, they're out of our control, right? Whether it's the the close to home local stuff, there may be squirrels in the house, who knows, right? It could happen. That's why Christmas vacation is so much fun because we all have an Uncle Eddie, right? I mean, it's like it could happen that way. Things are not always perfect. And on the global scene, Luke gives us this, this, like I said, a litany of characters that show us that there weren't perfect people in charge, politically or religiously, at the time that our Lord came. But it kind of shows the fact that for the last 2,000 years, there's never been a perfect period of leadership. And I think you can make the argument that it's not so perfect now, right? Like we know that situations are not always just going to be perfectly calm and bright. So what do we need to, what do, we need to do is to focus on what St. John the Baptist is proclaiming in the region of the Jordan. Repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And why do I say that? Well, there was a 17th century German mystic named Angelus Silesius, okay? And he summed this up so well. He said that Christ can be born a thousand times at Bethlehem, but if he's not born in your heart, his coming is in vain. It's a great line to sort of meditate on as we feel that overwhelming aspect of all the different things coming at us, right? Whether it be the planning or just things that are happening in our own lives right now, right? We've got to make sure that we don't get so distracted by things that are out of our control, so distracted by trying to set everything to like a perfect place, to make it look like a Martha Stewart Christmas party, right? To have everything so good that then we can celebrate Christmas. That just isn't reality. That ultimately you look at St. John the Baptist who goes out into the wilderness and proclaims, prepare the way of the Lord. And at this time of year, I think it's so important to kind of realize, okay, Don't let all those pressures hit you so hard. It won't be perfect. We know it. It's reflected in everything. Go out into the wilderness, right? Make some quiet time. Turn off the 24-hour news network. Put the cell phone aside for a while. Go out for a walk. We live in North Carolina. Thanks be to God. It's been like spring the last week, right? And just so you know, we have incredible trails around here that make it feel like the wilderness pretty fast. Folks, go for a walk this week. Go out there and let that voice of the one crying out in the wilderness speak to your heart. Prepare the way of the Lord. What have been the things in the last year, or at least the last amount of time since your last confession, that maybe that relationship with our Lord just isn't going so well? In what ways have you maybe kind of let your relationship with Him grow cold? Are you taking some time to spend with Him in prayer? Are you appreciating the gifts he's been giving you in your life? Are you loving the people he's put into your life? Or are you just so overwhelmed by all this stuff all the time that you don't recognize who is right there with you? There's a danger at this time of year to think, ah, I don't have time to go to confession. Or even worse, I don't have time to prepare for confession. 
You do. <laughs> because it is so important, right? We know, I think, that we're not just going to have Christmas joy by putting on one of the abundantly available now ridiculous Christmas sweaters, right? They even have McCarowinds. There's a Copperhead Strike Christmas sweater, which I really am excited about because it's so ridiculous. But I know that I will not have a holly jolly Christmas just because I put that on. Because if my heart is far from our Lord, well, he can be born a thousand times in Bethlehem. But if he's not born in my heart, his coming is in vain. Take the time in this beautiful season of Advent. We've got 19 more days until Christmas Eve, right? To take the time to go out into the wilderness, to be quiet, to let our Lord speak to your heart and have that way prepared, to welcome him in and to know the fact that he's not waiting until you've got everything just perfect to come. He wants to come to you right now. He wants to be with you. He wants to help you, as we heard from the prophet Baruch, to take off your robe of mourning and misery and put the splendor of glory from God on forever. And what does that mean? It's so much deeper than just the decorations. It's being able to sit on that silent night and actually have things be calm and bright. Not because you've got all the details perfectly arranged, but because you know that the one who is love, love incarnate, has come to you. All you have to do is open up the door, prepare the way of the Lord, and ask him whatever those earthly undertakings, as we said in the opening prayer, what are those things that are hindering him from coming in, then get rid of them. Because we've got this great gift in the Catholic Church, one of the greatest gifts of all that our Lord has given us in sacramental confession. To be able to go in there and to unload all of this garbage, all of these things that are keeping you from him, to hear that beautiful, efficacious prayer of absolution, to have it washed away, and then to get to put on the splendor of glory of God forever. forever. We know that our world is pretty darn crazy in so many different ways, be it close to home, be it from afar. But that didn't stop Jesus from coming then, 2,000 years ago, And it won't stop him from coming now. The only thing that will stop him is us not opening up our hearts to him. My brothers and sisters in Christ, he can be born a thousand times in Bethlehem, but make sure that his coming this time is not in vain. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.